Hello, and welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to meet Shi Van Fleet, a survivor of Mao's cultural revolution. An immigrant to the United States, she is a mother turned activist living in Virginia. Yeah. Shi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure, Shi. And I, I wanna jump right into it because you have an amazing story. First question, what, how old were you when you left China? Yeah, I was 26. Um, that was 1986. So if you ask me what's my story, it's a long story, but make it short. Um, I grew up in China, but I experienced the entirety of the Cultural Revolution, which was my 10 years of schooling. Maybe tell us a little bit, what was China like before the Cultural Revolution? And then what happened during the Cultural Revolution? What did you experience? I was in first grade when the Cultural Revolution started. And I have to say that I have very little memory before the Cultural Revolution, except that it was relatively peaceful. And so to me, the Cultural Revolution was night and day. For me, it was like overnight, everything was turned upside down. School was closed and we had no school for two years. And during that time, we're free to do whatever. So what we did is we went to the street we observed and witnessed the endless struggle sessions, parade of counter-revolutionaries, violence by the Red Guards. So I had a front seat to watch this whole cultural revolution unfolding. And after I graduated from a high school, that was in 1975, I was sent to the countryside as all the urban youths and to get re-educated by the peasants because our education classroom was not good enough. We have to be in the real world and work in the primitive condition and get re-educated by the peasants. There's a, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Because I, th I think it's, and we're gonna get into how this relates to what's going on in our country. But so when, when you were in first grade, the revolution started, and you said things were relatively peaceful before then, but tell me a little bit, like, how did it start? Was it a big surprise? Was it a shock? Or did people see this coming? Not to me. Well, I was too little. And I have to learn all this afterwards. And it was started by Mao. Yeah, the reason he started the Cultural Revolution is he was losing power because of because of, of his uh, disastrous campaign, which was called the Great Leap Forward, that led to the Great Famine that killed more than 50 million uh, Chinese people. And he was forced to take a back seat. And that was not okay with him as a dictator. So had he launched a sit, uh, comeback, and that was his cultural revolution. There was uh, two goals. One was to get back his absolute power. The other is destroy everything, everything that is old and traditional to replace it with his version uh, of the uh, Marxism, which is Maoism. So that so, become the only ideology, the supreme ideology of the land. So it was to strengthen the power that he had and make it even stronger. And then to make sure that there was no real opposition to that power. Yeah. So what was the uh, opposition to him? It's the entire CCP bureaucracy. Everybody, everybody in power was brought down by the Red Guards, which is another 
very important element of the Cultural Revolution was weaponize the young people, just like mm -hmm. what's going on today. The young people from school, from colleges. So the uh, um, the entire uh, uh, red uh, red uh, regards consists of uh, elementary school uh, elementary mm -hmm. school kids to college kids. So very young. Red guards were, were young. Uh, the youth youth of the time in China. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you and you mentioned struggle session. What's a struggle session? Yes, yeah, struggle session is uh, um, we are um, now we can um, see it here in America. Struggle session is like a public trial. It's like a denunciation of someone who was condemned as counter-revolutionary or counter. Um, uh, Revolu uh, 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 cultural revolution, and uh, they will be humiliated, they will be denounced, and they are forced to confess you know, what's called self-criticism. They have to confess their sin, and then mm -hmm. the people have to uh, jump in and uh, criticize, denouncing uh, those uh, people, and uh, it oftentimes turned into violence. People were tortured, many killed during the uh, uh, struggle session. And the other thing I have to uh, say is uh, cancel culture. And the, the how do you get rid of everything before you is to cancel everything. Everything that is traditional Chinese, everything that is a pre-cultural revolution, CCP institutions, everything has to go, everything has to be burned to the ground and mm -hmm. then built back better. Build back better. Where have you heard that before? So, <laughs> so she, they had a word for this, right? This was called the four olds, right? So old ideas, yes. old customs, old habits, and old culture. It all had to go. Yes, all have to go. So the first thing you can see is uh, toppling down statues. And in China, most of the statues were in the Buddhist temples. So the red guards went after them. And so many of the uh, um, temples were uh, destroyed and uh, Buddhist, uh, struck, uh, Buddhist uh, statues destroyed. And uh, any statues, they went off the church, and so, because there's quite a bit of churches in China. And uh, after that's done, they change names, change street names, institution names, um, yeah, school names, just like here. They uh, uh, change it into something more politically correct, more revolutionary, including change people's personal names. After that's done, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have to go after people's homes because there's four olds are hidden in people's homes. So the Red Guards launched um, home raiding campaign. They went uh, homes and uh, uh, got everything that they consider uh, old, either uh, confiscated or destroyed. And that was the greatest looting that took place in Chinese history. Yeah, you have to erase the history, right? When there's a Marxist revolution, yes. history must be erased and controlled by those yes. in power. Exactly, just like what's going on now. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the next thing I want to do. I want to start connecting it because your, your experiences, uh, I mean, it's it's horrific and you can read about it uh, in history books. There's a lot of great videos out there on the Internet, um, but you experienced it. And now you move to the United States. 
uh, and, and now you find yourself as a mother, but also someone who's uh, uncovered something very interesting in Loudoun County, Virginia. Tell us a little bit about what you started seeing and why it was so frightening. Yeah, um, it, it had been seeing that troubling sign for a long time. Uh, but uh, it was just signs here and there, and uh, it, it was alarming, but I did not lose my sleep until the year 2020, until I saw the, the American Red Guards on the street, burning our cities, terrorizing our country. And I said, this is no longer some kind of troubling sign. This is a full-blown Marxist revolution, exactly what I witnessed in China, and I could not. No longer, I just no longer could just stand by and just complain about it at home. So I joined the uh, um, Loudoun County local uh, Republican uh, organizations and went to school and delivered that uh, um, one minute speech and compare CRT to the Cultural Revolution. And so it went viral. And I have to tell you the truth, I was a little surprised. I said, everybody knows this. And uh, why is this a big deal? And it turned out, nope. Most no. of Americans do not know. Do not That's know right. the history. Do not know the real history, especially the history of the commun communist uh, countries like, like China, like Soviet Union. The horrors of communism, the Cultural Revolution, never taught to the, uh, to the American people. Some of it has been taught, but you're right. I think there would be uh, we would see that more more disappear over time, where it's not really emphasized in the schools anymore. And again, if this is going to succeed as a revolution, you have to erase history uh, in order to get there. So that's that's what you're seeing as well. As well. That that is, I think it's intentional. Um, so you know, when that happened, when the uh, uh, 2020 uh, happened, all this uh, you know violence and these riots, and most of Americans were just shocked. A lot of them said, "What happened? What happened to our country? Can't even recognize uh, our own country, but not to us." People like me who experienced communism, who experienced the Cultural Revolution, we see it right away. We say that's mm -hmm. American Cultural Revolution. And that is the importance of knowing history. Without history, you can't understand the present. You can't understand what's going on today. And you thought that's something new. No, that happened. Happened before, it happened to people like me. And we're still here. It's not Asian history. It was only 50 years ago. And I think people are waking up to it, but I, I, what I'd like you to do, she is, is help us connect the dots to what you saw in China to what's happening now. So you talked about CRT as well already. That That is uh, a Marxist ideology that's being taught to our kids. So they're being indoctrinated through CRT and, and all the different spinoffs that they have. But I think there's also other things going on here, right? So when you look at two, uh, two parties against each other, two groups of people, in China, it was, class versus class. But here in the US, we see a race against race. Is that right? Yes. yes. One of the very, very important thing is identity politics. Identity politics is the essence of Maoism. And he perfected um, during his rule in China and started in 1949 when the CCP took over China. The entire Chinese population was divided into two classes, red versus black. And the red 
are considered the uh, allies of the revolution. The black is considered the enemy. And who were the enemies? In the very beginning, it was uh, the people with property, people with land, people with factory, people who had wealth. Mm -hmm. They were the enemy. And so once you become a black class, your children automatically uh, inherit that title. And being a black class, you are a second class citizen and you don't have the basic rights. And, uh, but that's only the beginning. More and more people were in the uh, red, uh, red camp, found themselves in the black class <laughs> by, by what? By doing the wrong, uh, saying the wrong thing and think the wrong thoughts. And so gradually the black class expanded. So include yeah. everybody who were not in line with the CCP uh, agenda. So that is what's going on today in America, mm -hmm. identity. Of course, class is still part of it because that's what uh, um, Bernie Sanders had been doing, but that's not very potent in a country like this and uh, class never worked very well. So they, they use right. race. And, well, and, yeah, and that's and, where we have CRT. So, so the, the, the group that's being targeted right now is the so-called white supremacist, right? So, and we see more than just white people falling into the category of white supremacist. So it, yeah. it's, it, what you're saying is it's similar. That's what's happening right now, not necessarily class, but race. And these people that, that the country is against is gonna be these white supremacists. Yeah, but it's more than that, right? We know it because you are born with uh, uh, with race, and but mm -hmm. we can create more uh, more identities. That's why we see yeah. the uh, expansion of uh, uh, identity, right? You can be uh, um, it, it can based on sex, gender, sexuality. Right. Um, it, it can just go on and on and on. Now you can even make up your identity. You yes. become identified as, and then you get that victim status and you become um yeah you you become part of the uh, oppressed and then you, people don't volunteer to be uh in the class to be oppressed but they do that because they get privilege and yeah. we know that right absolutely no and and, and she the uh, the beginning of this uh, cultural revolution that we saw in china started with the youth that was the beginning stages and you called them uh the uh, the redcoats Right. Uh, sorry, the Red yeah. Guard, I meant to say. Uh, so it's very similar. I think today you compared that to BLM, Antifa and some of these these groups of youth that are rioting and, and causing havoc in, in the U.S. Yes. And I call them Blue Guards and uh, because uh, um, they are exactly the same. And we have something new. We have Green Guards, right? We have the climate activists yes. and doing all sorts of things and uh, um, uh, creating chaos. And so they are the same version of Mao's Red Guards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if we look at this kind of early stages of the Cultural Revolution happening in this country, a lot of it's centered around the youth. What, tell us, in your opinion, what is next based on your experiences in China? What would be next for the United States? One thing about people like me that survived the Cultural Revolution is we saw the ending. And right now in mm -hmm. America, we're in a process uh, of having this revolution, many people have no idea what this will lead us to. Okay, so I have the uh, privilege of knowing how it ended in China. Okay, so now we're in the stage of this, uh, um, destabilizing the society, and that's what 
they have to go, they have to do in order to get power. So they, uh, oh, once everything is destroyed, and uh, which is like the end of Chinese Cultural Revolution, the whole country was pretty much uh, in collapse. And then yeah. when, they had, when they had the power, they are not going to put up with BMMs, the Red Guards, all this, they have to be taken care of. What happened in China is that after the Red Guards took power for Mao, they were dealt with. They were suppressed by the, Red, mm -hmm. uh, by the uh, uh, Mao's military because they are making too much trouble. And the rest of them were sent to the countryside, just like me, sent to the countryside. And that's what happened to the youths and uh, to the Red Guards. And then the Blue Guards here need to learn a little bit of history that will help them big deal. They are being mm. used right now. They will be discarded as soon as their usefulness is over. Yeah, they, they think they're on the winning side and they're going to make the world a better place from this. They're sadly mistaken because they're going to be thrown on the other side, just like all of us at some point when, when they decide to put an end to this uprising. That's correct. And that's history showing that. Absolutely. Um, so, so she, I mean, this is, um, this has been amazing, uh, and eye opening, uh, at least for us. And, and we're, I know you're working hard to get the word out. Do you, do you feel that, that people are hearing what you're saying? Are they waking up to the danger that we're currently in? I do think so. In the beginning, people said, you can't just go to, uh, um, conservative meetings and talk to conservatives, you have to go to the other side. I said, yes, I do need to do that. But even the conservatives, a lot of them need this history lesson. They need to understand the nature of our problem. Our problem is not that the left are doing crazy things. The problem is Marxism and communism ideologies taking over this country. Yeah. I believe education is the key. You can't mobilize yeah. people to fight against the uh, the in um, the infiltration of communism, if they don't even understand what it is communism, yes. so that's what I've been doing, and I've been going around, talk to people, um, like talk on podcast, and uh, and then Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's where I engage the other side every day, and I hope people can follow me, and I give a lot of uh, history lessons, and of course I last year. I quit my job, and I, 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 I just feel that this is the most important thing to me. This is the time for me to pay back to my country, United States of America, because I can't see it being destroyed. So I quit my job, and I spent the whole year writing the book, and it's going to be uh, released in October. The title is Mouse America. Uh, survivors only. And I have listed all the parallels of this two cultural revolution and uh, to educate people. That's what's going on. What's going on in America today is a Marxist re revolution aiming at destroying our country and uh, make it a totalitarian regime. Yeah. Well, she, there, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, you were born for such a time as this. And, uh, you know, God has put you 
in the right place at the right time with the experiences that you have. And you're, you're definitely doing your part to restore America, to bring America back from this communist revolution that we're currently under. So I want to thank you and I'm, I'm asking God to continue to bless you and encourage you uh, in the fight ahead. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. And don't ever forget, by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.